Hello, everybody, and welcome to The Subtle Storm, where we talk about philosophy and metaphysics and spirituality, sensuality, sexuality, all of the beautiful, amazing things that are engulfed in our human experience. And ironic that we say that today, because today we're going to be talking about non-duality And oh my gosh, I am so excited to delve into this topic because I have been talking about, talking about this topic for so long and I constantly and consistently bring it up and I feel like it really does attribute to so many things that I talk about and even in just the way that I live and I exist in life and sometimes you'll probably recognize why at some point. Um, I forget that I, you know, I I have the acknowledgements in this type of, um, I don't want to even, philosophy, I'm going to call it a philosophy today because it's really not a spiritual path. Um, And in non-duality, we kind of, you know, refer that there are no spiritual paths. There is just life in that sense. And we'll we'll get into that. Um, And it's not, but it's not really one of those things that you kind of say that you follow because it's kind of just a way of existence and um, it's kind of outlining the essence of what reality is. Um, of course, I'm sure anybody and everybody may have their doubts along this, but it really takes into account what um, what <laughs> I think the true nature of reality is and let's just, let's just dive into it. Um, yeah, I, I do absolutely think that it's such a factor in the way that I communicate and in the ways that I expel my own perceptions on the podcast. So I hope that this maybe helps understand or gives you a new perspective in life or, you know, makes you want to go delve down the road of this topic for hours and hours like I have for the last maybe two years of life. Um, and I also want to credit um, to a spiritual teacher, I guess you could say. Um, his name is Rupert Spira, and I'll attach his YouTube channel in the um, show notes. But he is somebody who has kind of introduced me to non-duality over the years and has provided so much um, detailed information and so many varying perspectives on life that just feel so familiar when you listen and I absolutely do quote him um or I will quote him today probably a couple times so yeah let's get started um I'm kind of going to be outlining what the generalization is of non-duality there's so many different topics and specifics to go into with it but at its true core non-duality kind of is in essence understanding um that we are pure awareness. I, the I in us, is pure awareness and consciousness. And what awareness really kind of truly is as well is the self detached from our worldly perception of self, which is also understood as our ego or personality or our attachments. Like basically the absolute core of who we are. And 
the only thing that is said to be, you know, essential to us in awareness is, or the only thing that's essential to us is our awareness, because that is our core, um, and things of experience, which is kind of processed through the mind and our lens, things of experience like feelings, relationships, and desires and preferences, etc., are in not essential to us at our core. Um, and what that kind of means is that, you know, these things that we experience are not the essence of us or not what actually truly define us and our like you know genuine nature um but it like it doesn't this concept doesn't invite us to distance from these things like I feel like a lot of other spiritual teachers or spiritual concepts do I feel like so many and that's why I talk about it all the time of you know spiritual um, dissociation because so many of the things that we see in media especially is all telling us to kind of like you know recognize this and pull away from that and dissociate from that x this thing out of our lives to be on this path or to be happier and healthier whatever it is but um now I feel like non-duality really takes into account you know the true essence and whole roundedness of our reality and so like I was saying it's not inviting us to distance from you know our relationships or for our desires and our preferences but it's really inviting the recognition that we do still experience things we still do live a worldly life and but it invites the awareness to approach those experiences differently and with more awareness and with more happiness. And it also suggests that, you know, those things don't change our core. They don't change our true awareness or our happiness. Um, What that's also saying is that we are not changed diminished, hurt, or aged by our experiences because we at our core are happiness. We at our core are awareness. And happiness in this direct example is, or in general, is innate to awareness and our true natural state. And that through experience... We are unchanged at our core. <laughs> Just saying that in a couple different ways, because it can be so challenging, I feel like, to grasp this concept that, you know, it's, you know, we can still experience, we still are human, we still have our feelings, we still, you know, have relationships, we still, you know, have all of these experiences. But even throughout all of this, we at our core are still whole and we are still fulfilled and we are everything at our core and also nothing at the same time, which we'll probably get into a little bit more later, that concept, because that's a big one, I feel like, in non-duality. But yeah, it's basically telling us that, you know, we have these experiences in life, um, although they may be challenging and difficult in our, you know, 
our humanity and the ways that we experience humanity, but it really doesn't change us at our core. And what you essentially are is never disturbed genuinely by experience. What you inherently are are peaceful and happy, happy and fulfilled and free in a sense, in a sense, which is prior in a way to what happens in experience and allows us to find contentment in what happens or whatever happens in general. And it also means that we are not happy as a result of that happening or anything happening, but because that is what we are, our core. We're happy because we are happy at our core. And in a sense, you can always kind of, you know, look to that or recognize that when things are happening, but also still allow space for, you know, you and your ego and all other aspects of you to experience hurt. Because also at the same time, when you think about, um, and this has been a hard thing for me to process personally, especially in, you know, in therapy and things like that, that, uh, or in, in a personal relationships, I mean, and process it in therapy <laughs> is that, you know, when we, is my universal recognition of when I feel hurt by something, I immediately recognize that I'm only hurt in this situation because of the experiences that I've had in life. And it can be so complicated to recognize that and also still feel and allow yourself space to feel because you kind of see that, you know, or at least I in this moment, I see that, you know, the situation that's happening is also caused by their experience and is not essentially disturbing me. It's simply because I'm disturbed in a sense because I have been experienced to dis- find this other experience triggering and disturbing. But at my core, I am still happy, fulfilled, and one and content and still me. <laughs> And and it also can, when you've grown up in certain experiences, causes you to kind of be more um, gas, like I I tend to gaslight myself in those moments. And, you know, I I don't talk too, I feel like I don't talk too much about these things because I don't want everyone to confuse the, the complications of what this recognition can provide. But it's also such a refreshing and renewing and fulfilling observation to have and for me I have taken this observation into like a normal practice in life or a normal recognition because you know you're I don't think you're gonna like have to think back to you know this podcast or like other things you listen to to remind yourself of what non-duality is you kind of hear it, you see it, you recognize, oh yeah, I'm I'm really truly at my core and changed by the situation right now. But I, you know, I'm still experiencing it and I'm allowed to experience what it is. But me and my essence and me and my godly essence is still intact and fulfilled and content, even though all this craziness is happening. Um it's also a confusing journey to take in some ways because of, you know, when in my scenario, when I'm learning to understand emotions and to feel, it can feel a little bit more challenging to really understand your emotions, to truly feel your emotions when you have it in your whole life, while also recognizing that you're still okay. But it's also 
very gratifying and very um, comforting to know that, you know, and I think that's also a part of the growth orient that, you know, we, we want so desperately in life is to recognize, you know, at my core, I'm still happy and I'm still thriving and fulfilling. I'm going to, I can keep, you know, I can keep growing. But it's also to recognize that, you know, you're still at your core unchanged by even the physical growth that you're having because you are innately happy and innately pure and love and awareness. <laughs> There's so many loopholes and not not loopholes, but like rabbit holes that you can fall down in this topic, but they're all they all lead you to this beautiful awareness of life and of self and of, you know, the overall humanity and collective consciousness that exists and can provide so much rest and ease for the understanding of who we are and that regardless, we will be okay. And it's even a similar concept to recognizing that life, like I just talked about last week, that life ends innately in death or you know in some semblance but even within death or within the concept of death we recognize that we will still be okay and that life or you know we also the concept of like life goes on those all those things kind of relate here but I think also you know the bigger thing is that we still live life but then death still happens and within that knowledge and that comfortability in immortality is like, you know, whatever happens, it's all going to be okay. Or it's all not going to matter because that's, you know, this, this overall also overarching concept of we are everything and we are also nothing at all. And it's just so beautiful. But anyway, regardless, the implication of what this means for us in life is to really essentially turn from the desire for fulfillment in outside activities or, you know, desires, preferences, etc. to the innate fulfillment within existence and the ability to share that understanding of your innate happiness and joy with the objects and relationships you inevitably interact with in your humanity and oh it's just oh. it's a great way to put it <laughs> but yeah um a quote from Rupert Spira that I absolutely adore and think gives another perspective into this um is everything we know or experience is mediated through the mind. And therefore, the mind's knowledge of anything can only ever be as good as its knowledge of itself. And what this essentially is saying is to feel our true nature, we have to first understand what we are to observe it through our mindfulness and to observe it within our interactions at a, you know, wholesome and pure level in a sense and man what just a, a beautiful thing I feel like to recognize is you know our minds we, we always talk about how powerful our mind is and I feel like so much of life is misunderstanding what we really truly are we might think that we know who we are um and a lot of the time that is developed through ego and through personality but what we truly are is you know awareness and love and happiness and until we know that, we'll never be able to understand our true nature or, you know, have any 
real knowledge of the reality that we experience until we recognize that aspect of life in a sense and another part of non-duality also like really outlines the illusion of separateness in our experience you know and it's in a sense practicing non-attachment which i talk about frequently as well um in the sense of knowing that awareness does not possess objective qualities um you know like I've kind of been saying that awareness is simply the I and the, our true nature, our true energy, our, our at us at our core. And us at our core is not anything that we can genuinely perceive outside of awareness, if that makes sense. Um, awareness truly is awareness and is truly the observation of experience in some sense um but it is not innately experience which experience can have objective qualities and so nothing can be attached to awareness aside from itself um and another aspect of this illusion of separateness is that um or the non-illusion of the the non-duality part of you know this this concept of separateness is that we are all really one consciousness we're boundless and we are all acting out of one universal expression if that makes sense so you know we are not individual lives per se we are all simply awareness acting as one energy with separate individual experiences that are perceived to be separate but are truly in nature all one you know, it's like that universal awareness concept or, or you know, um, unified consciousness is that we're all operating from this same, you know, frequency of awareness, which is all innately of us, which, you know, is also the nature of God and cre- the creator. We are essentially creation in, in this concept. Um, it's, you know, yeah, that, that state of oneness is understanding that we are God and, you know, God, God is awareness. God is the same energy that we are, you know, innate within or that we are at our core. And the essence of ourself and the ultimate reality of the universe are the same or the ultimate reality of the universe can also be referred to as God. We are one. And I think part of, you know, this, the challenge that I perceive, and I think this concept also perceives within religion, is that most religions call onto gods outside of, um, you know, ourselves, and that is really living in a state of separation, you know, that, that uh, there's a higher power outside of us, and that we are, you know, somehow created from this power that we have no part in, in some way, but so much of it at the same time and I also think it's always ironic because so many religious principles have concepts like you know my father and I are one I think is one of the one of the Christian principles or Christian something somewhere in the bible um and it it's just ironic that you know we recognize that you know our you know our peers are us and we are one with our peers um, but how does that, you know, not relate to us and God, in a sense, or whatever that creation is? Um, and I think 
<laughs> so much of this, in my experience, I can absolutely attribute to um, certain ceremonial drug experiences, primarily because it really brings you to this level, this like literal level of connection with genuine consciousness and genuine awareness that feels so close to God and so close to what you would imagine maybe heaven feeling like, but it's inside of you and you're experiencing it in you. Um, and, you know, if our brains can go to levels of that nature where we can, you know, experience something of that nature in ourselves, it can also exist that we that we have to be a part of what that is if we can connect to it and feel like it is us in that moment or experience it as or whatever we want would call that in a drug experience you know it it or you know you get in the one that I'm particularly experiencing you become everything at your core and so there really is no experiencing you just are you become this oneness with everything and in that moment you kind of realize that there is nothing outside of you but everything is inside of you that we are everything and nothing at the same time it is one of the, gosh it's one of the most magical things in the world to experience or in nature or whatever you'd want to call it to experience and one more note that I have is that you know another way that we perceptualize this concept in a sense or you know non-duality as a whole is that you know our personal attention moves in you know in fluctuation with our experiences but the experiencer the you know the I that is aware never moves and is always consistent within us And we always feel that and always have the acknowledgement of what that is, but without actually truly knowing what that is. And what that is, is us at our core. And we have direct connection with us at our core. And so we have the capability and capacity to truly tune into what that is and what that means for us in our, you know, loving awareness and growth and <laughs> everything <laughs> the way that we interact with the world and interact with relationships and allowing so much more room for that to be the present you know derivative and the what we're operating from that that pure awareness that celebration of joy and happiness and that we are of it in every possible way um I'm going to end that here. And I hope that that outlines in some regards the wild capacity to what non-duality really is and what the nature of reality um, can express in this regard. And again, as always, feel free to contact me in any type of conversation you'd love to have about this or if you have any suggestions for future episodes I would love to hear from you guys and I'm grateful for you tuning in today thank you for your presence and for your love and joy and uh, 
enjoy today and experience that love and that grace that we all possess at our core. Namaste.